Welcome to the Guided Lines Podcast, the best place for tips, tactics, and stories from fishing guides around the world. And now your host, Jake Baker. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back. I'm your host, Jake Baker, and this is episode number 12 of the Guided Lines podcast featuring Luke Langton of Kansas City. Luke's an awesome guy, and we had a great conversation. He broke down the Kansas City area as a fishery for us, talked a little bit about getting kids into fishing, and also touched on everything going on at his own personal blog, The Midwest Drift. Uh, before we get into that, a little bit of housekeeping. You know I got to do it to you. Check us out on Instagram at Guided Lines Podcast. If you got something to say, shoot us an email, guidedlinesinfo at gmail.com. Also, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That helps us greatly. Uh, so with that being said, let's jump right into it. This is episode number 12 featuring Luke Langton. On the line with us today, we've got Luke Langton of the Midwest Drift and KK Fly Fishing in Kansas City, Missouri. Luke, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for uh, taking some time to join us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so let's just want to jump right into it. How has the fishing been uh, in the Kansas City area lately? Um, and what's going on down there? Oh, man, it's hot here. We've got temps in the mid-90s and high humidity. Midday, uh, man, it's like a sauna out there, but fishing's good early and late. We've kind of uh, hit the peak of our topwater fishing. We've got a lot of big bugs flying around, so the fish are looking up. Um, terrestrial game's pretty strong, throwing hoppers and cicada patterns to the bluegill and bass. And then uh, out in the lakes, the uh, white bass and uh, hybrids are starting to push uh, shad to the surface. So right now, man, it's for sure a uh, surface game. Very cool. That's uh, That's always, you know... Here in the Midwest, at least for me as well, that's always some of the most fun fishing is uh, those bass on poppers. So um, I can I can understand how that's. Oh. I can understand how that's exciting. Yeah, it's awesome, so. man. The, yeah. They uh, they get pretty reckless on those bugs, man. The, especially once the cicadas start showing up, it's pretty wild when you see a fish come completely out of the water to eat a fly it's pretty (laughs) awesome yeah that's great so kind of speak to the fisheries down there in kansas city um you know i think when most people think of kansas city um you know they think of the royals maybe they think of barbecue i don't think a lot of people think about fly fishing down that way um so talk a little bit about the fisheries and and maybe why it it's a little bit of an overlooked uh, destination sure um you know, our area is not really a destination fishery. Right, so, right. You know, you don't really hear about buddies saying, hey, I'm going to Kansas City to fish. It's usually, uh, you know, people come into town for other reasons and then, you know, find some local water. But where we're at, we're kind of in no man's land. We're kind of sandwiched between, you know, the Driftless area, which is about six hours north of here, and then um, the uh, Arkansas Tailwaters on the white, which is about six hours south of here. So this area gets overlooked, um, but we've got some really good warm water fisheries. Uh, you know, most of the local guys have to find some water to fish, and that that's the game here, man. The warm water stuff, there's, you know, we can be to anywhere and 
two, three hours, we can be on trout water, but sometimes it's not always feasible if you want to fish a couple times a week. So, um, most of the stuff here is reservoir fishing, um, and the tailwaters. Okay. We do have some rivers, but our river, we're right in the middle of cropland. So a lot of topsoil and big muddy rivers, the rivers are typically your carp and catfish stuff. Visibility is pretty poor, but we've got the Ozarks, which, you know, they're two hours away, <clears throat> which have trout and also smallmouth um but our right where i'm at in kansas city it's pretty much local ponds smaller reservoirs and even some bigger reservoirs that we fish okay so i know um just from looking through your instagram a lot of what looks like hybrid fishing um you know i I don't know know if there's a lot of guys out there that do that yeah um it's getting more and more popular around here uh the the temperate bass, you know, your whites, hybrids, striper, it's a pretty high risk, high reward. Um, they're either there or they're not. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys don't like going out and getting skunked, but you got to make it through those days in order to get to the days where, you know, you put several fish in the boat. But those hybrids, what they are, they're a cross between a white bass and a striper. So Missouri Conservation started utilizing those fish to uh, manage some of the uh, um, shad populations that have gotten out of control. And even um, some of the smaller reservoirs that have a stunted crappie, um, they started putting the hybrid in there. They're aggressive feeders. They eat more than a large mouth and they grow. Um, most of the ones here, mid, mid-teens is about as big as they'll get. I think the state record is like 20, 20 some pounds, but that's pretty abnormal. Um, We usually get into them anywhere. uh, Seven pounds to 12 pounds is kind of where we're at. Um, The springtime is awesome. They get up on the dam and they're chasing bait fish and you can find them in the rocks and you can find them again in the fall around structure. But uh, during midsummer, early and late, man, they, uh, they're schooling fish just like the white bass. So they'll run a, shad up to the surface and that makes for some pretty exciting fishing it can be pretty frustrating too uh, you might be in a spot where they're busting bait and then take off and see them busting somewhere else and get there too late and they're busting bait back from where you left so it's like a chess match but right. when you uh time it right it gets pretty awesome lines going everywhere and everybody in the boat's hooked up that's there, great. there's some of the hardest fighting freshwater fish we've got for sure oh i'm sure yeah i'm sure um so along with you know obviously guiding folks and and we'll get into that a little bit more uh in a bit i know you do a lot of kind of casting clinics as well as um fly tying clinics talk a little bit about that you know kind of tips for people who are looking to to get into tying flies um, I know, I believe on your blog, the Midwest drift, uh, for those of you out there who don't know about that, definitely should check it out. A lot of great information there. Um, but I believe you put some fly tying videos up there as well, correct? Yes, I do. Um, and I do a lot of fly tying, man. Um, we, uh, our winters can get slow around here with oh, yeah. the warm water fishing, you know, they shut down. We've got a few warm water power plants we can fish, but um that kind of occupies my time between seasons um i spend a lot of time on the vice and i do teach a lot of classes um k and k fly shop in overland park um is one of our bigger fly shops 
And uh, Kevin that owns it, he puts on Saturday morning clinics um, every Saturday. They're from 9 to 10 and uh, diff- different topics every weekend, uh, and they're free. So if people want to get out and learn to cast and quick, you know, hour casting lesson or come in and see some fly tying demos or um, whatever, I mean, it varies from destination trips to fly casting to fly tying, um, but it's free to him. And they, he gets a pretty good turnout. There's usually around 20, 20 or so guys that come every Saturday. Um, Very cool. But, yeah, for sure, I do. I do a lot of fly tying. I fill some of the bins at his shop, and I do small custom orders, too. Um, uh-huh. I just, like I said, mostly found it because it uh, occupies my time between seasons. And also, when you got two little kids, you know, getting out and fishing every day is not, not always an option. So yeah, I'm sure. Fill some time. Absolutely. Um, so kind of touching on the Midwest Drift again, uh, you know, tell people a little bit about how you kind of got started with that um, and, you know, fill somebody in on, on if they might not know what it is. Yeah, so it's just a a blog that uh, I do, like you said, the fly tying instructions, a lot of it, a lot of local reports. Um, I kind of got it started because this area is an overlooked fishery. Um, kind of wanted to get it out there and show show what this part of the Midwest has to offer. Um, you know, we do a lot of carp fishing, a lot of bass fishing. Um, within two hours of here, you can catch any fish you want except a pike. We even have some musky lakes in the south, but just kind of trying to get that out there on the map a little bit for people. Um, I don't know if it will ever be a actual destination fishery, but right. you know, if you're in Kansas City on business or here seeing the royals or just come for the barbecue, I mean, there's some water you can definitely get hooked up in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like uh, a lot of people. A lot of people are there for other reasons, and, and definitely always mention the barbecue, but you never hear a lot about the fishing. So um, it's awesome that you're kind of, right. you're trying to get that started up again. So um, you know, so I you know you you spoke about obviously not being able to get out on the water as much as you'd like to. You have the family. You know, speak a little bit about to what that's like. Um, you know, you, you've got two little kids. What is that like getting them into fishing? Um, and you know, kind of how do you go about, you know, trying to get them interested and, and spark that next generation? Sure. Um, yeah, I got two little girls, six and three, Riley and Maddie. Um, <laughs> they're kind of showing a little bit of interest. I've not pushed it on them. I don't want to push it on them. I want to make sure it's something, you know, they want to do. And they're usually pretty gun ho when I say you want to go fishing, they're all about it. But I think the biggest thing for kids, you know, I mean, same thing with sports. You can't push it on them. You got to make sure it's something they want to do and then give them the opportunity to do it when they want to do it. So, uh, and you know, if they don't want to go, that's fine. I'm not going to push it on them, but they have a blast, man. We, those little, uh, Reddington form rods that are like the little practice office indoor rods. We get those out and, uh, (laughs) Tyler, I, do a loop to loop off it and actually that's what they fish with most of the time um for they go out and slay the bluegill man with little nymphs <clears throat> but yeah i think i think that's the biggest thing is just not pushing it on them making sure making sure it's something they enjoy and then giving them the opportunity to do it but i'm not going to be the one that drags them out when they don't want to go you know yeah absolutely and you grew up in the area as well too right 
Right. And that, so I grew up in a town called Smithville. We have a uh, 7,500 acre lake up there. It's about uh, 13 miles or so east or east of the KCI airport. So it, it's still close to the city. Um, but I grew up in a small farm town and actually grew up on a farm with a pond. And that's kind of how I started <clears throat> fishing was chasing the old bass and bluegill with the worm and bobber. And then it just kind of evolved from there. But um, growing up in that small town, I was fortunate. Um, to, it was one of those towns where everybody kind of knows everybody. So I was fortunate enough to know a bunch of people and get access to a bunch of small ponds and farm ponds and even some larger size ponds. Um, and th- those are actually what I run most of my trips on. Because most of my guided stuff is just uh, short trips early and late, midday around here. It's pretty yep. brutal. So yeah. uh, we try to get out when the fishing is going to be the best. Most of the trips I run are guys that are either beginners or guys that are in town that just want to rail a bunch of fish. Um, they, we, I got a buddy that comes in from Colorado every year and fishes for a week because he gets tired of the trout and he wants to see something else. <laughs> So we we ran a lot of trips on those lakes or small and small ponds. Um, fishing's not too challenging, so even the beginners get out and you know put twenty fish in the boat or whatever, yep. um, and have a good time. But most of the time, I'm doing a lot of teaching. Um, a lot of guys want to know fly selection, um, how to build out a leader, um, our setups that we like to fish, even casting some days i'll run trips and i'm spending you know almost an hour teaching somebody to cast before we get in the boat yeah speak but, to that, speak to that a little trips. bit yeah just a little bit about you know having about, a, a beginner in the boat um you know i think that there's you know a, a lot of people don't maybe don't realize that there's a lot of different types of trips out there um, even for the guide, you know, you might have someone who, like you said, your buddy from Colorado who is catching trout all year and just wants to come in and catch a bunch of fish and see something different. Or you've got the other person who, you know, has never picked up a fly rod before. Um, what's it like maneuvering back and forth between those two? Yeah. So the, the beginners, uh, I think the hard, the hardest one are beginners, but are the beginners that think they know what they're doing. Right. Those are the ones that are pretty challenging to guide because they might not necessarily be doing it right, but they think they are. And so they don't want to take direction. I love taking the beginners that the ones that don't um, have never even picked up a fly rod. Um, They're usually a little bit more willing to listen and um, do what you recommend. Um, Typically what I do with them, um, I'll, if they have questions, we'll run over everything. If they have questions, I'll cover whatever they, um, you know, might have questions about, whether it's, like I said, the leader set up or even the terms. I mean, some people get in the boat and they don't know what the fly line is or the leader section or the tippet section or really even what the flies are. So I'm kind of cover all those bases. Some people just want to catch fish and some people want to learn and, um, you know, kind of build off of it for future fly fishing or they want to start really getting into it. So they want to soak up as much knowledge as they can. Um, Typically with the beginners, we downsize our flies because usually what we're throwing is big articulated stuff to larger bass. 
um, those can be a little bit challenging for beginners to throw. Plus, I'm in the middle of the boat on the sticks and don't enjoy getting hooked. <laughs> um, so we we downsize. I throw a lot of nymphs, a lot of small leech stuff. They catch smaller bass. I mean, they can still get into some bigger ones, um, and they usually fill the boat full of bluegill, you know. But that's what they're there to do. They want to learn to cast. They want to learn to fight a fish. They want to learn to hook a fish. And uh, <clears throat> it works out pretty well. And with, with these fisheries that I run trips on, since they're not challenging, I mean, it's not like guiding for steelhead or something like that. It allows them to catch fish and allows them to enjoy their time on the water. <clears throat> yeah, kind of offering um, that low barrier of, the, of entry. Right, exactly. And also, like you had asked like the guys that come out um my buddy from colorado he's a guide just ex guide but he just wants to come out and catch bass because they don't have that many opportunities to in colorado and you can make it as challenging as you want to um as far as i mean if you're just hunting for big fish you're throwing big articulated streamers a lot of times <clears throat> until the vegetation becomes an issue we're throwing them on sink tips and getting them down on the bottom um and those those sink tips and heavy flies can be a challenge for for new people to cast yeah absolutely. Um, but you i mean you can with these fisheries you can make it um like i said as easy or as challenging as you want i mean if you want to just go out and rail a bunch of little fish no problem if you want to hunt for big fish we can do that too so um it's kind of kind of never know what you're going to get in the boat and uh most people have a pretty good time Awesome. Well, that sounds that sounds great, and we really appreciate you coming on uh, the podcast today. For those of you out there who would like to get in touch with Luke, you can follow him on Instagram at the underscore Midwest underscore drift, or you can find him at his website, themidwestdrift.com. Uh, Luke, we really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks right. for having me, man. Yep, take care.